Naturally, as, as the podium comes out, and as uh, they do that, that, for those that are unaware, uh, I usually, although recent, recent Sundays that hasn't been the case, but I usually give you a forecast. And so who wants a forecast after the latest winter assault? Maybe, maybe you don't want one. Well, if you, thank you. If you do want one, there's good news and there's some interesting news. You know what, whenever a meteorologist says interesting news, run. Uh, because, um, you know what, I saw Pastor Nick preach and he had the podium right in the middle. I think I like it there. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that if that's okay. And I hope that looks okay to the, the folks at home and in the loft. Um, at any rate, the snow is going to disappear this week. We'll go back above, we're like 11 degrees above normal uh, for the month of uh, January. That's the good news. We're going to see all this disappear if you don't like snow. But if you're a kid and want some school days, here's the good news for you. Uh, it looks like the back half of winter is going to be backloaded in terms of wintry weather. Uh, in other words, it'll be the toughest part of winter. And if you want to know more about it, uh, go to weatherjazz.com. It's my 17, now almost 18-year-old podcast. And on Friday, I had Joe Bastardi as my guest. Some of you may recognize the name. He's a nationally uh, recognized meteorologist. More importantly, Joe Bastardi is a brother in Christ. And he's an unashamed brother in Christ. So he and I share the very same values when it comes to science and meteorology, we put the two together and we did during this uh, most recent episode, season three, episode 17, it's up there now. Uh, and uh, he'll talk about some, he, this guy is just so smart when it comes to long range forecasting. I learn something every time when I talk to Joe. Joe lives in State College, Pennsylvania. He's a Nittany Lion, that's okay, we'll forgive him. <laughs> Uh, but uh, he's, he's a really, really fascinating person to listen to. So back half of winter, looks like uh, could get cold. Uh, by the end of December, early February, you, you'll be wondering, what happened to all of that beautiful, warm January thought air? Well, it's, it's gonna go bye-bye for a while. Uh, so there's your forecast for the short-term and long-term. And we're about ready to dig in. I've got a little story about this in just a second, but before we do, let's go ahead and pray. Oh, before we do that, who here has not received a three by five index card? Everybody got one? Hold it up. You need one? Okay, uh, leave your hand up if you need one. Uh, because it's going to be a part of today's message. I, I really need everybody to have a 3x5 index card and uh, pull out a writing utensil. Have that handy because I'm going to have you write something pretty close to very uh, upfront, and we're going to do something with that. The Lord impressed on me um, something um, over the last week or two. Actually, what we were going to start doing is a new series, which we will begin next week, but the Lord really said, don't start it yet. I want you to speak on this topic. And so we'll get into all of that here in just a second. Does everybody have an index card? We need, I feel, it, looks, it looks like we have uh, somebody, 
Um, that needs an index card there, and I think we've got everybody covered. Everybody hold up your index card. Nice and high. Yes! Fantastic. We have one more index card that needs to be delivered. That's great. Let's pray. Father, thanks for this day that you have called us into and to enjoy. Uh, and we're particularly grateful because you order our steps. You give us joy, a joy that the world cannot give to us. So we're grateful we assemble together, open up your word to us, not mine, not my words, but direct my tongue as we go. Let any idle word fall to the ground and let everything that is supposed to be spoken be spoken and to our hearts. Illuminate our minds and we ask that the Holy Spirit will have his way so that we can hear every word that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Does anybody need a pen? Thank you. You need an index card? Oh. We have hands. So, uh, people that need an index card or a pen, I'm sorry. No, and for those that don't have a pen, just just scratch with your fingernail. <laughs> only kidding, only kidding. Alright, everybody has something with which to write. That's awesome. Okay. Here's a survey for you. Here's a question for you. And I want you to answer it very uh, honestly, okay? Because we're gonna get in, into the weeds today, and this is something that the Lord has brought into mind. So apparently, myself included, some people needed to review and to hear this. And so that's why we're not starting the series that I had planned on starting today until next week. So how many people here, how many people here in 2022 have offended somebody? If you're not raising your hand, you're a liar. All right, here's another question for you. How many of you were offended by someone's words or actions in 2022. Okay. See, this, this is what the Lord has been dealing with me over the last couple of weeks. You have in your hand a three by five index card. Don't worry, I'm not gonna have you write anything that the person next to you can read. But what I want you to do right now is to draw a circle. And as you're drawing a circle, just a circle, no names, no situations, no keywords, nothing, just a circle. And as you're drawing that circle, think of the person who offended you. You're drawing a circle because you're going around in a circle thinking about it. Every time you think of someone who has offended you, you go in a circle. And draw a circle on the card. Yes, just draw a circle. Just 
a circle. No names, no nothing. But as you're drawing it, think of the person that offended you in 2022 or recently. Or maybe somebody offended you in 1980. And every time you think of that person, you think of the offense. It can be a year old, it can be as fresh as this morning. It can be as old as 40 years old or more. Just as you're, you're drawing that circle, think of that person and then I'm gonna have you hang on to that card. We're gonna do something with that card at the end and we're gonna deal with the offense. Well, it's no surprise that we live in a world today, increasingly so, really, over the last decade or so, that encourages everybody to wear a badge that says victim, right? I mean, just look at the world today. Just look at all of the historical statues that have come down in the last couple of years. All because someone, maybe it was just one person, or maybe just two people were offended by its presence, right? Or maybe, and agree with this or not, it's just what's happening in the world today. I say this just matter of fact. Look at the sports teams that have changed their names. Why? Or logos for that matter, because of maybe a small group of people were offended by the name or the logo. And really, when you, when you look at the historical aspect of some of these sports teams, they were named and the logos designed not to offend, but to honor certain people and people groups. So, it seems as though you know, victimization is something which is really rampant today, and being offended is in vogue. But is that the way God wants us to operate? Really? So we go from these examples that I mentioned to the really, 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 really absurd things that people are offended by. Social media has made it very, very easy to be offended and for us to express our offense. So on the screen, I've got a few of these from social media that we're gonna show right now. You ready? Let's, let's show you the first one. While working tech support back during the dot-com boom, I had a customer get upset with me over the use of the word icon. He said it had religious implications, and he insisted I call Windows icons little picture things. Okay, they get even more absurd. Here we go, next one. I was at the vet with my cat, and he sneezed. This was apparently very offensive to an elder woman she was there with a corgi, and she started screaming at me for 30 minutes about pet hygiene. Like, really? Really? All right, here's another one. My seventh-month-old was wearing a shirt that had a rocket ship and the NASA logo, and some middle-aged woman in the shop said he shouldn't be wearing that because he's clearly not an astronaut. <laughs> Seven months old. 
I was dumbfounded. I would be dumbfounded too. Oh, there's more. I've saved the best for last, by the way. One time, someone got offended when I put on my seatbelt, thought I was commenting on her ability to drive. <laughs> really? It's like against the law. You can get stopped for that if you're not wearing your seatbelt. All right. I think I have to, yeah, get a little closer to this one. Uh, just got asked by my appointment what grade in high school I'm in. Do I feel flattered or offended? <laughs> and I think I got one. Yeah, this is, the, this is the one that takes the cake. I love this one. You ready? Look at this. My son drew me a birthday cake. Pretty sure I'm offended by all of the candles he thinks they're supposed to be. <laughs> I love that. That's actually funny. But there were some that they were like, really? You gotta be kidding me. So being offended is not a place in which God wants his children to live. And if you write anything down today, if you're keeping notes the old-fashioned way, uh, or if you're online watching, uh, you have a piece of uh, paper, write this down because this is the main point. Being offended is not a place in which God wants his children to live. And we're going to dig into this scripturally, and don't worry, keep those cards handy because we're going to do something with those cards at the end of the service today. So before we dig into the why of all of this, scripturally, we're gonna lay down some very important differences. In fact, one very, very important difference between two emotional postures. There's a difference between hurt feelings and being offended. What's the difference? When you have hurt feelings, you're looking for someone to heal you. And in terms of spiritual things, you run to the Father. It's kind of like running to your, when you were a little kid and you get hurt feelings. You run to mom and dad, kiss, make it better, kiss and make it better. You're running, looking for healing. Yet, when you're offended, and there's a big difference between hurt feelings and offense. When you're offended, you're looking for a way to turn that around to hurt that other party. You see what I'm saying? You, you see the difference between hurt feelings and being offended. That's why when someone says something or does something to you, I always try, and most of the time it works, sometimes it doesn't, and I have to remind myself, stay in the camp of hurt feelings. Because if you wander over to offense, you will, guess what the word means? Offense, offense. You go into offense. You want to turn that around and you want to hurt the per person who offended you. Instead of defense, you go into offense. And that's what we want to avoid. Now, there's a biblical reason why we need to stop being offended. The biblical reason when 
we are hurt and not to go into offense. Again, hurt feelings is fine because you're running to the Father. But when you're wandering over to offense, you go into offense. You want to kick somebody. You want to hurt somebody. You want, you want your words to injure somebody. And it's, it's just a natural fleshly emotion. So turn with me to Proverbs chapter 18. I'll give you a second to get there, whether it is on your phone. By the way, if, uh, as I always mention, if you're on the YouVersion app, which is the Bible app, just go to other and events, and uh, you will see all of today's notes, including the scriptures that we'll be looking at, right there in the notes. So Proverbs chapter 18, let's go down to verse uh, 19, pardon me, 19. And it says, a brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. You see, when, when you sit in a place of offense, as opposed to hurt feelings, when you wander from hurt feelings and, and just very readily flow, flow into a place of offense or offense, really it's the same thing, same root word, when you do that, you essentially put yourself in jail. When you do that, you're not putting the other person in jail. You're putting yourself in jail. Look again at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19. Disputes are like barred gates of a citadel. You ain't getting out. You put yourself there. You're putting yourself in this barred gates citadel. Unless you actually use that offense to go on offense, which, by the way, is not recommended. And if you do go into offense, you're the one that suffers the serious consequence. Oh, yeah, you may get some, some things off your chest. Hurl insults at somebody or do something in retaliation for the thing that they've offended you with. It may feel good temporarily, but the more you do that, the thicker the bars of that citadel become. So what's the antidote to all of this? The antidote, simple, hold no grudges. Three words, hold no grudges. Is it okay to have your feelings hurt? No. Is it, does it feel nice? No. But you're not wandering over to offense, which builds the bars of the citadel and puts you in jail. Now think about that circle. Look at that circle on your card. Look at it. Think of the person who offended you. When you think of the person who offended you, your prison bars are getting thicker and thicker and thicker, and your confinement is smaller and smaller. You really get confined in, in that place. So you put yourself in this spiritual and emotional jail 
when you chew on, dwell on whatever that has ruffled your feathers. And don't get me wrong, there are going to be people that ruffle your feathers, and that's okay. I mean, it's not okay for that to happen, but it's, it's okay as long as you stay in the camp of hurt feelings and don't go into the mode of, I'm going to get you back. I, or even, I want to get you back. It's not a good place to be. You put yourself in jail, even if you don't do those things, if you don't hurl insults back, if you don't retaliate in like way or in like fashion, if you don't do that, you don't put yourself in jail. But when you do wander there, you put yourself in this emotional and spiritual jail. So hold no grudges. Easier said than done, right? Right? It is easier said than done. However, the Bible does not just leave us to our own devices to do this on our own, right? God always gives you the way to do that. So turn with me now to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, and it's early on, verses 3 and 4. Give you a second to get there. Luke chapter 17, verses 3 and 4 says, So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And even if they repent, forgive them even if they sin against you once. No. How many times? Seven times. In a day. And seven times come back to you saying, I repent. You must forgive them. The minute you forgive them, this place of offense disappears. It's not an option anymore. And it shouldn't be for those of us who follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. So when your feelings are hurt, and they will be, because we all have people that ruffle our feathers in some way, shape, or form. And by the way, that could be inadvertently. They could do so inadvertently, or they can do so purposefully. It doesn't matter. Stay in the hurt feelings camp. Don't wander over to offense. Instead, run to God and his word. Be quick to forgive, even if they don't ask for forgiveness. And you don't have to say it to them. You can walk away and in your heart say, I forgive them. I'm letting that go. Because if you don't, you put yourself in jail. It's not a good place to be. And by the way, I mentioned that somebody may do this inadvertently. You have absolutely no idea what the offender might be going through on a particular day. Maybe that person got some really bad news, medically, family-wise, whatever. Maybe they're having family issues on a certain day. Maybe there's a family or a friend in hospice, and it's really eating that person up and it is affecting the way that they're operating. 
maybe they're having some work challenges. Maybe their boss didn't like the project that, that they submitted. Whatever. Maybe the person is having a bad day. Now, that's not giving an excuse to the person who ruffled your feathers or who used that as an opportunity to lash back and offend or try to offend anybody that is in their path. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I am trying to say, wait a second, there may be more to the story than what you think, and maybe that person, maybe that person needs a little of God's love in order to minister to them. Shall we look at the greatest example of the Bible? The greatest example of how to conduct yourself when a family member, a close friend, or someone you thought was close, or even an acquaintance does or says something that pierces your heart and soul. What's the greatest example? It's Jesus himself. What do I mean? Jesus encountered plenty beyond the number that we can even think of. Plenty of opportunities, by the way, to be rightfully offended. But he never put himself in offense jail. Never. Not once. He was actually quick to forgive. Here's the most ex amazing example, the best example of this. Turn with me to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. You'll want to read this for yourself. I'll put it up on the screen for those that want to follow along with the screen. That's fine too, but put a bookmark here and think about this this week. Let's read it together. And I'm reading this. All of today's passages are out of the New International Version. So here we go. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there. Along with the criminal, criminals. I have a tough time reading that. Picture yourself there. He did that for us. One on his right, the other on his left, the criminals. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. He's on a cross. He's dying. He's in extraordinary pain, the kind of pain we can't even fathom. That's why the Romans designed crucifixion, to inflict the greatest pain possible. And what does he do? Do you think he has the right to wander over to a fence? Sure he does, because he didn't deserve a lick of that, none of it. But what does he do? Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by, by casting lots. By the way, that is, that's prophetic because hundreds of years before it was 
prophetically said that this was going to happen, that they would cast lots for his clothes. By the way, and here's a side note. Do you think those soldiers would have cast lot for his clothes if his clothes weren't nice? Many people paint or think of Jesus wandering around with, the, with these, you know, very simple, at the very, at the very worst, very simple garb, and, or at the very nicest, the simple garb, and at the very worst, these rags, because he was poor. Do you think they'd be casting lots for clothing that were cruddy? No. They were casting lots because they were beautiful. It was beautiful attire. Just a side note for you to think about. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he's God, the Messiah, the chosen one. Well, if he had pulled himself off the cross, guess what? Guess what happens to our salvation? It disappears. He came to die for us. So let's get back to the application of all of this. Hold up your three by five card with a circle on it. Hold it up nice and high. Now look at that card. Look at the circle. Look at the circle and think of the person who offended you, whether it was recently, whether it was last year, or whether it was 40 years ago. It still hurts. That's okay. It still hurts, but let's get rid of the offense. This is the application. Let's do what Jesus did. As you're looking at that circle, don't look at me, look intently at that circle and think about the one who offended you. And I want you to rip, rip up the card. Rip up the card in as many pieces as you can because you don't want that offense anymore. Go from offense It's okay to have hurt feelings, but run to your Father in heaven and forgive them. Because by ripping that up, you have essentially unlocked the doors to the prison that held you hostage. God does not want us to live in a place of offense. As you're thinking about that, here in the next few minutes, if you would like to come, I want you to now get rid of those cards. And as, as you're getting rid of those cards, file up and just put them here on, on the altar and then we'll pray once everybody is done. Put them here and leave them here. And as you're doing that, saying, I forgive you and I let it go. And you're gonna feel the Doors of your prison just open up, and in some cases, they'll be gone. Do that if you will. Go ahead, and for those that want to, you don't have to, but for those that want to come on up, just leave those pieces of paper right there, and we'll pray.
look at, look at all of the, the pieces of paper there. And look how small those scraps are. I don't think anybody just ripped it in half. I think you're all serious because I see, I see pieces that are ripped like 16, 20 times, 24 times. You could use that as confetti. And maybe we will because we're celebrating. And that's what confetti is used for, right? Let's pray. Father, thank you that uh, you give us a prime example of how not to be offended and how we should come to you so that you could heal our hurts. You're there willing and able, more importantly, to do that. Thank you that you give us the best example to follow, and that is Jesus himself, who was never offended by anything, but rather was ready to forgive, especially those of us who realize that we have offended you. We thank you for this example. We thank you for the way that you call us to live our lives, a life without offense. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask the team to come back up. Why don't you go ahead and find your seats? I believe we're going to sing one more song. I don't know if it's video or, or the team. Maybe somebody could tell me. I've... Video, okay, great. Well, let's give, give a moment for everybody to find their seats, and let's sing one more song together. I hope you found this helpful. I certainly needed to hear it myself. Uh, and uh, I, I hope you've felt those prison doors either open up or just totally vanish. Amen. Let's, let's, let's live a, um, a life of uh, 2023 without offense. Hurt feelings, it's going to happen. But offense, let's, let's do exactly. Anytime you, anytime you feel wanting to be offended, grab an index card. Draw a circle and then do what you did here as a visual reminder of the way we're supposed to live. Let's sing one more song together and then we'll wrap up.
Clear the bitterness away You can even set a prisoner free There is no end to what its power can do So let it go and be amazed By what you see through eyes of grace The prisoner that it really frees is you Forgiveness Forgiveness Oh, forgiveness Forgiveness Show me how to love the unlovable Show me how to reach the unreachable Help me now to do the Great word, forgiveness. And it's not only for the person you forgave, but it's for yourself too. Father, thanks for this day. As we prepare for the week ahead, uh, we let go of offense. And let us not go into any uh, part of our day on offense, but rather in a posture which uh, comes under your teaching and help us to be quick to forgive and to show that forgiveness. Maybe that's what the other person needs, maybe for even from our very own lips. Uh, grant us your wisdom as we go through this week, for we know that uh, this is just boot camp in here. Out those doors, it is uh, essentially a mission field, and the mission field doesn't have to be another faraway place. It's our very own backyard where people and the only people that uh, will have an influence on you will see the gospel in full motion. Help us this day as we enjoy each other's company now and also as we uh, gather together in just a little bit for the business meeting, prepare our hearts for that. In all things, I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Enjoy yourselves for, for a little bit, and then we'll convene for those that want to stay for the business meeting, especially if you are a church member, to vote on uh, some issues. 